You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. James chapter 3, James chapter 3, begin verse 13. We're going to read that in just a few minutes. First, let's make our declaration of faith. I love it when we are able to declare the lordship of Jesus Christ in our midst. So join with me as we say this together. Here we go. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Our past is forgiven. Our present is blessed. And our destiny is promised. We live to love God and love people at a deeper level. We desire to experience and dwell in the presence of God. We purpose to evangelize our world, exalt the Lord, edify the believers, and empower the church. Because the Lord is our fortress, we have a safety to run to, a security to go to, a strength to hold on to, and a summit to rise to. We declare that we are blessed coming in, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I love being in the presence of God. Amen. And today, we're going to get into part two of the sermon series, Get Smart. Now, we're not talking about intellectual smarts. We're talking about spiritual smarts, which is in the Bible, and even today, we refer to it as wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Somebody say, I need wisdom. Can I tell you something? We all need wisdom, okay? It doesn't matter how young or old we are. Now, uh, a lot of times people say, well, the older you get, the more wisdom you get. Well, hopefully you can, because there's some people, as they grow older, they learn from their mistakes, but not everybody learns from their mistakes. So it doesn't mean just because you're old you have wisdom, and just because you're young you don't have wisdom. There's young people who can have wisdom. Do I hear an amen to that? Amen. And there's some older people, well, we won't go there, okay? But, but we, we all, what I'm saying is we all are candidates to get smart, to have godly wisdom. Kind of reminds me of the dad and his son were driving along the country road one day, and, uh, and they were uh, almost, almost lost, and the, little, uh, the, the dad had his little maps on his, on his iPhone to tell him where to turn and where to go. And the little boy says, well, how does that work, Dad? How does that on your phone know where you are at and tell you where to go? The dad says, well, son, I, 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 I don't know. I really don't have an answer for you. I, I don't know how that works. They kept on driving and he said, you know, Dad, all these elect- electrical poles, how, how does electricity work and how does it get to buildings in our house? And Dad says, well, son, I, I really I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I don't know about that, okay? They kept on driving. He says, you know, if there was thunder and lightning, Dad, can you tell me how, how all that works and, and why the weather gets that way? And Dad says, well, son, I just um, I, I, I don't have an answer for you. And the son says, Dad, I hope you don't mind me asking you all these questions. Dad said, sure. How else are you going to learn all this? Huh? <laughs> he didn't have any answers. But i got to tell you who does have answers is the Lord, okay? Some of us need to get smart in our spiritual, in the spiritual sense. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, is a great passage that deals with wisdom. Scripture says this, Who is wise and understanding 
among you. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder of, and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Some great, great spiritual advice about wisdom from God's Word. I believe we all want wisdom. Today we're specifically looking at this topic under the Get Smart theme is godly choices. Anybody here want to make godly choices? Can we search the scriptures today to learn from God's Word? Heavenly Father, thank you for your Word. Thank you for all that you have for us even today. Today as we've been experiencing your presence, we, we are so blessed to simply be in your presence. We pray that you would enlighten our minds and our hearts and everything, everything that we do for your honor and glory. Speak to us. May we be hearers of the Word and may we be doers of the Word as well. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Children have a way of speaking the truth. And when it comes to wisdom, I ran across this article where uh, a group of children were asked, can you give us a statement of wisdom? And here's what a few of them, how a few of them responded. Patrick, age 10, says, okay, this is my wisdom nugget. And he says, Never trust a dog to watch your food. Hmm. Michael, age 11, says, when your dad is mad and asks you, do I look stupid? Don't answer him. <laughs> Joel, age 10, he said this about wisdom. Don't pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. Hmm. Andrew, age 9, says, puppies still have bad breath even after Eating Altoids. Mm. Talia, age 11, says, When your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. Mm. <laughs> this is some great wisdom, huh? How about Mitchell, age 9? He says, You can't hide a piece of broccoli in your milk. Mm. How about one more? Michael, age 11, says, Never tell your mom that her diet's not working. Mm. Mm. With, somebody say, Wisdom. Wisdom. We all have. We all need wisdom. We all have choices to make, and I do believe that we should have uh, the ability to make godly choices. Like when I go to HEB, I got to decide: is it cookies and cream, or is it pecan praline? Or you know, there's some. How many know those are difficult choices sometimes, right? Choices began at a young age. When you were young, did anybody ask you the question, uh, "What are you going to be when you grow up"? I was kind of like, you know, a, a, a rambunctious. So my mom says, Randy, what are you going to be if you grow up? That, that changed it up a little bit. Uh, so today, no matter how young or how old we are, we have decisions to make. And today we want to talk about decisions because sometimes, uh, let's be honest, uh, we probably have dealt with decisions and choices that we made that were not the best. As the Bible says, sometimes we make foolish decisions. 
Why do people, some people, walk into marriages that are doomed from the start? Why do some people start habits that they know eventually are going to ruin them? Why do people take on more on their schedule and calendar than they can handle? Why do some people buy things they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't even like? Why do people have an affair and think it won't matter? Why do some people fail to prepare for death when they know it is inevitable? Why do people procrastinate about accepting Jesus Christ when they know their eternal destiny hangs in the balance? Lack of wisdom. Today we're going to talk about wisdom and how we can grab a hold of that. Yet last week we started this series and I gave you a definition, a spiritual biblical definition, and here it is. I'd like to give it to you again to refresh your memory. Wisdom is seen and responding to life from God's perspective. Anybody want to see things from God's perspective? It is an attitude and an action. It's not something that's just in our mind, but it's something that we do. And next week we're going to develop this action thing when we talk about part three of Get Smart. And then the last thing, part of this definition, it says it is a skill that you can develop. And I love that because it, it gives every one of us hope that even if we have made some bad choices in life, wisdom is something that we can develop. We don't have to continue down the path of making bad choices. Today, we can put our faith in God and trust that he will lead us into a life of divine wisdom. Here's a great quote from Ray Ortland. He says this, Life is not a straight path from birth to death. There are twists and turns, detours and mazes, mountains and valleys. But as believers, we have the blessing of divine help in making the right choices in life. We read from James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. I want to turn back one more time. This time I want to read it from the New Century Version of the Bible. I, for this particular portion of Scripture, I love the way the NCV has it. And I'd like to read it for you. And we kind of give, and the, one of the reasons I want to read this is because I love the way this version of the Bible differentiates what the Word of God says, differentiates, let me put it this way, worldly wisdom from godly wisdom. Is everybody here that knows that, that there's a difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. And um, it says, uh, read here, James 3.13. Are there those among you who are truly wise and understanding? Then they should show it by living right and doing good things with a gentleness that comes from wisdom. But if you are selfish and have bitter jealousy in your hearts, do not brag your bragging is a lie that hides the truth. That kind of wisdom does not come from God, but from the world. And I'll stop right there. It's somebody say, from the world. So right here, James is really say, is saying this kind of wisdom is from the world. So he first describes the worldly kind of wisdom. And then it says, continuing the last part of uh, verse 16, it is not spiritual, it is from the devil. The English Standard Version says it is demonic. Worldly wisdom is demonic, Bible says. Verse 16, where jealousy and selfishness are, there will be confusion of it and every kind of evil. Now here's the good news. Verse 17 gives us the 
contrasts to worldly wisdom, and it is godly wisdom. But the wisdom that comes from God is first of all pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to please. This wisdom is always ready to help those who are troubled and to do good for others. It is always fair and honest. People who work for peace in a peaceful way plant a good crop of righteousness. So here's, uh, I'm a list type of person. So if we were to take these, these verses here, in verses 13 through 18 of James 3, we read how Scripture teaches us there's a list of worldly wisdom, characteristics of worldly wisdom, and characteristics of godly wisdom. What is worldly wisdom? He says selfish, jealous, braggadocious. Now, I was, see, he talks about don't, be, don't brag. So I put down braggadocious. Then I had to check, okay, is that really a word? It is, okay? It is, and I, but I had to put an extra G in there. My first time I spelled it, it was just one G. But there is a, an official word called braggadocious. So that's a characteristic of worldly wisdom. Not spiritual, from the devil, jealous, selfish. See, those are characteristics of worldly wisdom. And then godly wisdom is this. He says it is pure, peaceful, gentle, easy to please, helpful, does good, fair, and honest. Well, we know which road to choose if we have to choose between worldly wisdom or godly wisdom. So in order for us to understand that, Pastor Randy today is going to give you a pop quiz, okay? Is that all right? The pop quiz is this. It's a, it's, you're either going to choose this, worldly wisdom or godly wisdom. Okay, scenario question number one. And you're going to tell me, you're going to help me out here, okay? Lawrence is 29 years old and has some major decisions coming up. He's got a career decision, a relationship decision, and a possible relocation decision to another city. He wants to make wise choices. So he gets online to check his horoscope. Is he turning to worldly wisdom or godly wisdom? Somebody tell me. Worldly. Okay, great. Uh, you, you got it. The, number one, you, you got it correct. Well, why is that? Well, just a reminder, a horoscope is, is of the devil. And, you know, one, not too long ago, I... I ran into somebody who said, oh, yeah, I've got a situation. I'm praying about it, Pastor Randy. I said, great. I'm also checking my horoscope. I said, what? It's like you want to bring God into the picture, and you want to bring the devil into the picture as well? Uh, hello? Can we just deal with God in the picture? You know. Anyway, uh, he, he had a hard time understanding that, but uh, uh, don't turn to the horoscope. That is uh, of the occult, and you're only welcoming the occult into your life. Don't go there, okay? Question number two. Um, Tammy is 27 years old and having some financial struggles. Her boyfriend suggests that she moves in with him to save money. Tammy seeks godly counsel and makes a decision not to move in with her boyfriend. So is she using worldly wisdom or godly wisdom? There you go. Well, you guys are good, huh? All right. Correct. You know, how many know the Word of God teaches us about relationships and teaches us what true love is, is all about? Unfortunately, some people fall into the trap of worldly wisdom, and they don't even realize it. Question number three. Frank has been praying for a promotion at work. The promotion would come 
with a very with a slight raise in his salary, but it would also come with a whole lot of extra work hours that would keep him away from his wife and his children and even away from church on Sundays. But it comes with a very nice title. He is offered the position and he accepts. Has he made a decision based on worldly wisdom or godly wisdom? Anybody? Worldly. Okay. Just want to make sure. Okay. Good. Okay. The Bible's very clear. We got it. Okay. Question number four. You're doing great. <clears throat> Gail has been Fran's best friend since junior high. For over 20 years, they've stayed close, spending much time together. But lately, Gail has turned against Fran. She's been speaking about her behind her back. She's been sharing certain things that Fran shared with her in confidence. And now, Gail has been verbally abusive to Fran. Fran is hurt. She's very hurt. And she, re- she wants to respond with a spirit of revenge. But she begins to pray and she asks God how to respond. The word of God impresses on Fran to forgive Gail and respond with love. And that's exactly what she does. Is she responding with worldly wisdom or godly wisdom? So question is, if, if somebody hurts you, is there, is there any reason we should, we should uh, respond with revenge? No. <laughs> now, uh, we need to have godly wisdom. We need to love. We need to forgive. There's a lot of people in our world who deal with unforgiveness and are carrying that unforgiveness in their heart, and that turns into bitterness and all sorts of other junk. Okay, one more. A famous boxer, his name is Mike, earned over $400 million in his profession as a professional boxer. But still, he had to file for bankruptcy a number of years ago because he was $27 million in debt. He once spent $179,000 on one gold chain for himself. He once spent $410,000 on a birthday party for himself. And when he filed bankruptcy, he owed the IRS over $13 million. But he had earned $400 million. When he filed for bankruptcy, he was quoted as saying, I've been under financial distress. Based on his financial decisions, has Mike Tyson, I mean Mike, uh, <clears throat> lived by worldly wisdom or godly wisdom? Worldly wisdom. Hmm. Sometimes you make decisions that um, just uh, don't make sense, right? But how many know we can make decisions that honor God in every area of our lives? Relationships, finances, and and spiritual decisions, and Yeah, life is tough, but we still have to make some godly decisions. So what can we learn from James chapter 3 and even some of the Proverbs about godly choices? Number one is this, godly choices come from seeking God. If you want to be an individual who makes godly choices, just know this. I know this may sound basic, but you've got to seek God. And the reason I say this is basic is because there's a lot of people who seek wisdom in in other sources. Well, the Bible says this in Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. The Bible doesn't say here for, does it say here in Proverbs 2, 6, social media gives wisdom? It doesn't say that. Does it say 
the modern day TV sitcoms give wisdom? No. It says the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 15, 14 says this, A wise person is hungry for knowledge, while a fool feeds on trash. How many know there's a lot of trash in our world today, and many people feed on trash? They look for wisdom based on the trash that's around them. Well, the principle is clear. If you want wisdom, you've got to want more of God. How do you get the mind of God? Well, from the Word of God. The more you read and study and meditate on the Word of God, the more of the mind of God that you will get. The more, uh, maybe I can put it to you this way, do you spend more time on social media or in the Bible? Do you spend more time watching television or in the Bible? Then that's an indication of where you're getting your wisdom from. And we just talked about this before, that sometimes that wisdom is not godly wisdom. It's worldly wisdom. It's selfish. It's all about me rather than it's all about God and his, and his kingdom. I've noticed that so many people seek to find answers from here and there and this other, and, and, and they fail to seek God and what God would want for their life. We must understand that godly choices are reflected in the things that we do. But I'm going to go a step further. Godly choices are also reflected in the things that we don't do. What do you mean by that? Sometimes godly wisdom says, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't say that. Because that is oftentimes godly wisdom. I mean, sometimes it's wise to just zip it. You know what I'm talking about? You know, because we want, sometimes we want so much to to give someone a piece of our mind. Can, can we instead give them a piece of our heart? Just a thought. Lisa Turker says this. Listen to her quote as she ministers to women. She says, wise women tuck godly wisdom into the words they speak and even more into the words they choose not to speak. Do I hear an amen from the women? Amen. Godly choices come from seeking God. Secondly, number two, godly choices come from being led by the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit has a way of showing you what you need to do and which direction to take. Now, one of the things as I was reading through James chapter 3 is, as I said a few moments ago, I was listing, I was making a list of the characteristics of godly wisdom, and there are eight characteristics of godly wisdom here in James chapter 3. I noticed that there's a beautiful correlation with the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. By the way, Charles Stanley gives us a great quote to understand how the Holy Spirit ties in to godly wisdom. He says this, Earthly wisdom is doing what comes naturally. Godly wisdom is doing what the Holy Spirit compels us to do. So let me remind you of the eight characteristics of godly wisdom that James lists in chapter 3. Here they are. Pure Peaceable, gentle, easy to please, helpful, does good, fair, and honest. These are eight characteristics that are mentioned here in James chapter 3 that refers to godly wisdom. Now, when I read the fruit of the Spirit, by the way, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, what are we talking about? If the Holy Spirit lives in you, this is how it looks. Anybody... Are anybody here filled with the Holy Spirit? Amen? 
If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, this is how your life is going to look. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is, you're going to show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, we've heard sermons about the fruit of the Spirit, but I love the way the eight characteristics of godly wisdom flow so perfectly with the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5. In fact, I put them in two columns, and it kind of looks like this. The, the James chapter 3 characteristics of godly wisdom. On the left side, you have pure, peaceful, gentle, easy to please, helpful, does good, fair, and honest. And six of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit are peace and gentleness and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. My point is this. If you want to live by godly wisdom, ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Because when you are filled with the Spirit, you know what's going to happen? You're going to live a life of godly wisdom. Amen? Amen. I, I, I believe that. Number three, godly choices always bring God into the picture. Always bring God into the picture. And talking a while back to a friend of mine, he was calling me and telling me that... Um, that he, uh, he was having some marriage issues. And I asked him, I said, okay, well, <clears throat> because he hadn't been married very long. And I said, okay, uh, my brother, tell me, did you, what was, how did you deal with this when you were in marriage counseling before you got married? He said, oh, we didn't go through marriage counseling. I said, you didn't go through marriage counseling. Why not? Oh, well, she didn't want that. And I'm thinking, and now you find yourself in a heap of trouble, but you didn't, and bottom line is they were foolish not to go through these things because they would have handled these issues prior to their wedding day, not afterwards. I mean, it's wise, those of you who are not married, it's always wise to go through counseling and prepare yourself, right? Brenda and I went through counseling, and uh, not that I needed it, but she did, huh? No, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll treat you for lunch today, okay? That was a joke, okay? <laughs> uh, but I had to be wise. I had to get to know uh, the woman that she was. I had to ask questions. I had, I had to know about, you know, certain things about her, you know? And, uh, and because, okay, we, we, we learned a lot about ourselves. We learned about our personality traits and how we are wired and how... Uh, how God wired me and how God wired her and how we messed together. And uh, it, it was, you know, we needed to make sure that that way there were no surprises once we got married. How many know what we're talking about, okay? Wisdom leads us uh, for, uh, to, toward that. So godly choices always bring God into the picture. If you're, if you're planning to get married, bring God into the picture of your marriage. That's what I'm saying. Just bring God into the picture. And that's using wisdom. A popular acronym a few years ago was WWJD. How many remember that one? That was real popular. WWJD, what does that mean? What would Jesus do? And, and I kind of like that because that helps us in the area of wisdom. Okay, I've got a decision to make. Well, WWJD, what would Jesus do? That helps us understand what would Jesus do if we've got a decision to make? Well, how would Jesus respond? And I think that's a very a very wise advice even today. Uh, what would Jesus do? 
The Bible says here in Proverbs 21, verse 3, it says, The Lord is more pleased when we do what is right and just than when we offer him sacrifices. In other words, what's God looking for? He's looking for you to make wise decisions. He's looking for you to make the right decision, a godly choice. And sometimes he says, you know, sacrifices are good, but more than that, let's use wisdom. Bible says it does not say that sacrifices are bad. No, no, no. The problem is there's many people who make sacrifices to God in some way or the other, and then they don't live right. What Jesus is saying through the Word of God, what God is saying here is what means more is make godly choices. Sacrifices are good. We know what the Old Testament says in 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel rather, to obey is better than sacrifice. God wants your obedience. God wants your heart. God wants you to make wise choices. The book of Proverbs is filled with ways to get wisdom from God. This week's Digging Deeper Notes is a study that I've entitled Wisdom as the Proverbs Teach Us, where we walk through a number of items, that uh, uh, scriptures from Proverbs that describe and have us understand wisdom in a greater sense. So we have notes on the Digging Deeper there at the Connection Hub. So worldly wisdom versus godly wisdom. How can we make godly choices? The world says be first. Godly wisdom says the first will be last. The world says get all you can. Godly wisdom says give all you can. The world says look out for number one. Godly wisdom says place others above yourself. Wait a minute. Are, are God's ways upside down? No, I think the world's ways are upside down. Just a thought, okay? The world says fight for your rights. Godly wisdom says blessed are the peacemakers. The world says be great, but godly wisdom through the word of God says be a servant. The world says speak your mind. Godly wisdom says speak the truth in love. That's what the Bible says. The world says revenge, I'll get them back. Godly wisdom says forgiveness for those who have hurt you. The world says image is everything. Godly wisdom says you are made in God's image. The world says this, party like there is no tomorrow. Godly wisdom says Jesus could come back tomorrow. Just a thought, okay? You've got choices to make. I've got choices to make. Can we purpose to make godly choices? I close with a, with a story that uh, has always intrigued me. There was a man who had worked 20 years long and hard in his field of business, his career, oftentimes sacrificing time with his family, with his wife, with his children, because he wanted to climb the corporate ladder, so to speak. And he worked hard, extra hours, worked hard and hard, getting promotion after promotion. And he finally got to the pinnacle of his career and the apex of everything he could accomplish in his field of work. And once he got there, he made a comment to his best friend. He says, yeah, I've been working hard for 20 years to climb this corporate ladder. And now I realize that my ladder was leaning against the wrong building. <laughs> what was that? He realized that for all those years, his priorities were all mixed up. And he had to make some changes. 
Today, it doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. Wisdom is all about from this day forward. Can I begin making wise choices? And I do believe every single one of us in this room need to purpose to make wise choices, godly choices that follow the word of God. Would you stand with me? I'm going to make this declaration. I'm going to read it through. And then the second time around, if you are in agreement, I would love it if you'd simply join with me. I'm going to say this in just a moment. Lord God Almighty, I ask you to bless me with anointed common sense. With every decision I need to make, may I be guided by your godly wisdom. I desire to know what I need to know, say what I need to say, and do what I need to do. I desire to have the Holy Spirit lead me down the path of godly wisdom. I receive wisdom from above. Amen. And so be it. If you're in agreement, perhaps you want to repeat after me. Here we go. Lord God Almighty, I ask you to bless me with anointed common sense. With every decision I need to make, may I be guided by your godly wisdom. I desire to know what I need to know, say what I need to say, and do what I need to do. I desire to have the Holy Spirit lead me down the path of godly wisdom. I receive wisdom from above. Amen. So be it. Anybody ready to receive godly wisdom? Amen. Yes. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Because right now, I'm going to tell you this. The greatest, wisest decision that any of us could ever make in our entire lifetime is to make Jesus Christ Lord of our lives. It's the best decision. The greatest decision any of us could ever make. And there's some of you in this place that may not have made that decision. I'm not asking, have you been to church? I'm not asking if you read the Bible. I'm asking... Right now, if your life were to end, do you know with all confidence that you would be in the presence of God in heaven? Do you have that confidence? Because if you don't, today is a day that you can make the wisest decision you could ever make. That is to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Are you willing to take that step? If you are, would you simply raise your hand And that's my way of saying, or your way of saying rather to me, Pastor, I'm ready to make that decision to accept Jesus Christ and live for him from this day forward. If that's you, would you raise your hand? We want to lift you up. We want to be in agreement with you to make that decision. Others of you, you are in the middle of having to make some difficult decisions. It could be in the the relationships uh, area uh, or could be uh, finances, it could be in your career, it could be in your education, it could be just responding to someone who's done you wrong. You've got decisions to make. And today you've realized, I need to make a wise decision. I need to live in godly wisdom. If that's you, would you be honest enough to raise your hand, Pastor? I've, I've got a decision to make, and I'm asking God today for his wisdom. If that's you, would you, would you lift up your hand? I, I want to be in agreement that God would give you his wisdom. Amen. No matter where we are in life, God wants to bless you with his wisdom. In just a few moments, we're going to come to these altars. 
I'm going to post four prayer points on the screen here. And these four prayer points are this. If you want to join with me in looking at the screen, number one, we want to begin by our prayer time with thanking the Lord for his word that speaks wisdom to us. I always like to begin my prayer time with thanksgiving. God, thank you. Thank you. Today I want to thank the Lord for his word that imparts wisdom to us. Number two, let's spend some time to ask the Lord for a receptive heart to receive his wisdom. And the reason this is important is because a lot of people are just stubborn. God wants to impart wisdom to some people. It's just like, I'm not going to listen to that. Can we have a receptive heart, not a stubborn heart, to say, God, okay, whatever you want, uh, however you want to, whatever you want to tell me, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Number three, we need a purpose to identify and reject worldly wisdom. If there's someone or some people in your life that is feeding you worldly wisdom that is not in agreement with the Word of God, we need to identify that and reject that in the name of Jesus. Are we okay with that? Because if we want to make godly choices, we can't give in to worldly wisdom. And number four, commit yourself to show forth the characteristics of godly wisdom that we walk through in James chapter 3. I would like for us to take some time in prayer. I believe we all need to ask the Lord for wisdom.